Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, Almost Famous listeners. We have a very special guest today. Brayden Bowers is here, the man of the hour, if you watch The Bachelorette. Ben is not here, so it's just me and Brayden. And Brayden, if you were to follow our podcast, which we do not expect at all, you would know that you're probably going into one of your easiest exit interviews this week because I have not given you a lot of flack when lots of other outlets have. I've just felt like, okay, Yes, you've made some mistakes, but you've also been really honest along the way. How are, how are you feeling now that you can kind of tell the world that you are not the man for charity? Um, honestly, I, there's a part of me that's still like that has that disappointment factor, to be honest with you. Really? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I really did have a connection with her. And I think like, I think the disappointment factor was like, I just got in my head too much. And so it's like, there's just that like, you know, it was, it was something I want to learn and grow from, like not getting my head so much uh, in the future and pursuing future relationships. But there's definitely a level of disappointment disappointment in that in that aspect so hmm. yeah all right well we're just gonna revisit <laughs> your answer there in a second but my i have to ask first to really set the stage here have you watched the show before has your mom watched the show like a, a close friend how familiar were you before going on yeah no i've actually uh, i haven't ever sat down and watched the full episode of the show um i'd seen a couple like clips in passing just because my little sister's a huge fan and then my old roommates were a huge fan but I never actually seen the whole thing, and you can kind of tell I, was, I had no idea what was going. <laughs> All right, so last week you kind of called out one of my very close friends and uh, a Bachelor Nation royalty, honestly, Nick Vial, because he's been giving you some crap on his podcast, and you said, "Who's Nick?" Now half the fandom thinks that you're being sarcastic, and then half the fandom might just think you don't know, which is totally legit. <laughs> What's the truth? Honestly, I wish I could say I knew and I wish I could say that I was just being sarcastic, but I really, I didn't even know who Nick was. I didn't know he was talking smack on me. I hadn't seen anything. Um, it was honestly just, I didn't know who he was. So I feel like, I wish I could claim that I was sarcastic and it was like a, a clap back, but it wasn't. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> okay. okay, well, so then my, my other question uh, has to do with the same, I, I guess it's going to be the same answer. I've been saying that this week you reminded me so much of one of the ultimate villains, Chad Johnson, because they go to oh, the wood. Do you know who Chad Johnson is? Um, so uh, someone, one of the producers told me stories about him and how he like pooped his pants next to, next to like Chris Harrison. Or something like that. There's there's definitely some things that happened that may have been a paradise moment. What oh, I'm shoot. referring to is on JoJo season, they went to the woods in the middle of nowhere and then he like ate an apple really obnoxiously, kind of the way that you ate the food that you found out in the woods. And you were like making fun of like the guy's butt chin, the way that he would make fun of him. And I see some humor in that for sure. <laughs> it's good for the audience. Oh. But like you have to go back and watch Chad Johnson's episode because you were taking some serious direct cues from him. Oh my gosh. I Yeah, I don't. I didn't know that. That's uh. <laughs> Did they tell you tough. to eat like the radish or whatever that was obnoxiously? Um. So the thing, the thing about the radish that was funny is like I was, was it a radish? back in the. <laughs> it was a radish. I think it was. It was. It was a beet. It was a beet. Okay. okay. It was. It was pretty sweet. So it was good. But uh, it was good for anyone asking. It was actually tasty. But uh, no, it was. It was funny because we actually were we were eating apples up in the room, and I had watched like a like a show when I was younger, Zoe One Hundred and One. Not sure yeah. if you ever watched it. And it's like, basically, there's like a clip about how you can tell, yeah, how, how good of a kisser is by the way they eat an apple. And I was like, and I made a joke. It didn't make the screen time, but I was like, hey, can you guys tell I'm a good kisser? And it was like, I was eating the beat. Like, it was a joke to like everyone, but it didn't get to make the full cut. Okay, gotcha. A lot of moments are, are ruined by the cut. Okay, so this is all very interesting. So then my, like, the most general question is probably just like okay so you had to know the premise of the show was that you're supposed to quote quote be ready to get engaged at the end of it and you didn't seem to be on board with the premise at all but did you know that that was the expectation it was yeah i did and honestly i thought that i thought i could get there um i definitely had like my reservations coming into it i was like it was kind of like if it happens it happens 
and guys, it was like an all or nothing to get married, or you know what I mean? It was like, and I think that's more what kind of shocked me is it was like the hyper focus on the engagement over the connection. Like there was a time when some of the guys were like, she didn't come here for a connection. She came here for an engagement. And they're, they're like, Oh, I, she couldn't, he couldn't be as opposite of that. And like, I, I disagree. I think she did come there for a connection because you can't have an engagement without a connection. And so I, I think my biggest point of contention with the guys was just that like, they were so like talking about this engagement and saying, we need to get to this point of engagement. And they never even considered worrying about like actually getting to know her. You know, I think I made a comment like they didn't even know her favorite color. Like, like they weren't asking these questions like what her favorite food was like, you know, what her favorite animal was like what she had fears of and stuff like that. And some of the guys did. I mean, I got to give a shout out to Dotton. Like he really genuinely just like, you know, he like watching him back. He had those conversations with her and he didn't get caught up in the drama and stuff like that. And so sure but I have to say like some of the other guys, I mean, they had they weren't. <laughs> yeah. OK, so this is where I kind of agree with you. And this is also a Chad Johnson moment where I was like, this guy has been using Chad as his, as his role model because Chad had this song or he he watched the other guys sing a song about Jojo after like three days of knowing her. And he's like, how weird and creepy is it that these guys are making up songs about a girl that they basically just said hello to? Yeah, it was it was just bizarre. It was like they came in. I, I think I mean, I guess I can I don't I have to I don't want to say I can relate to Chad Johnson yet because again, I haven't. I don't want fail. to directly compare you to Chad either because <laughs> that would be unfair to you. He's a whole other level. I don't consider you anywhere near. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. But you know, I, uh, I mean, I can see that like they were coming in there day one, like, Oh, I'm ready to get married to charity. I'm like, dude, you haven't even met her yet. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, I didn't even understand like, like how they could be in that place. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I, I've heard like the attrition rate of like relationships after the bachelorette. And like, for me, it's like, if I was going to get engaged, I wanted to, I wanted it to last. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just get engaged for a show or anything like that. And I feel like the guys were just in the place where they're willing to get engaged just to get engaged. And that's not what mm -hmm. my heart was at. So I just yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know, couldn't relate to them. <laughs> I appreciate you saying things on air, even if the premise of the show is to hopefully end in marriage. I do think that like the focus is on that a little bit too early on and I think it can get like it just can, can get a little strange however you know you know how it goes and people love and to I focus people the cast loves to focus on that they love to villainize a person who says like can we just not talk about engagement right now because like she's dating like you said about 20 other people right now yeah and I'm I don't want to you know like shade at anyone but at the same time like if you looked at the previews i wasn't the only one that turned out to be having a little bit of doubts about engagement like Seems i'm like these like guys it. came at me these guys came mm -hmm. at me and wanted to like you know wanted to just like you know i don't even know what right uh yeah they were they had the same reservations i did they just they lied and they didn't you know step up to the plate and say they did you know they're like oh i have no doubts about you charity i have no doubts that i want you to meet my family and then it's like i don't know if i want you to meet my family what the hell I know. but I, know. I don't know hypocritical a little bit maybe i don't know <laughs> uh-huh okay well you did end up getting a little caught up in the idea that you couldn't do it relatively early on became a point of contention with the guys and then worrisome to charity you sit down with her and then the conversation kind of goes to you self-eliminating did you would you call yourself a self-eliminator or do you think it was more of a mutual decision what did we miss if if, if anything from tv um 
I would say, I don't know. I, I think it was, it was a level of self-elimination, a, self, uh, a level of her, like, you know, realizing that she couldn't reach me where I was at. Like, I just, like, kind of closed off and just saying, hey, I'm going to walk you out. I realized that I can't keep doing, going down this road. And so it was, like, I think it was more of a mutual decision, I would like to say, um, just because it's, like, I realized that, like, I, I kept trying to be okay with the process. I mean, my, my journey through the bachelorette was, like, I know people didn't get to see, but, like, that night one, when I got the, like, yeah, I got the first impression rose, and that was great, but it was, like, there was a level of that where I, it didn't necessarily feel that amazing the way I got the, like, I, like, I went from being on cloud nine because we had this bomb, like, amazing connection, and then all of a sudden I thought I was, like, the biggest dick in the world, and I thought I had, like, disrespected her, and I thought I was getting sent home. And all of a sudden, no, I was actually, I actually made her feel good. And then (laughs) like the next week. And so it's just like, there was like a lot, like every week I kept getting caught up in this drama and I wasn't sure if I was doing it. I I mean, I was doing it to myself because I just talked too much, I guess. Like I was just like too open with everyone there. But uh, I don't know. It was just like, I, I realized that I, because I kept having all this drama, I couldn't get out of my head. And there was a way that I was going to be able to get to the point of getting rid of me at the end of this experience. And that's what she wanted. And I couldn't give it to her. So I didn't want to waste her time. Mm-hmm. And I think she just realized that I came to that conclusion and there was no reaching. So it was just, it was a major decision. Do you feel like getting the first impression, Rose, put a target on your back? Um, yeah, I think it did. It was, it was bizarre. Cause like, uh, one of the craziest things for me is Aaron B. Uh, we were in the limo together. And um, he had come up to me and he was like, oh, we're San Diego boys. Like, we're, we live right up the street. Like, I want to get you, you know, I want to get you plugged in with my people. I'll hang out and stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, cool, dude. Like, it's nice to meet you, man. Like, you know, it's like, okay, awesome. Like, we're going to be bros or whatever. And then, like, uh, and then just to see that night one, um, him saying he was going to war with me, I had no idea I was going to war. <laughs> like, I was, I, was like, I was like, okay, this guy came up to me, he shook my hand and he was my friend. And it's like, for me, it's like, I guess like, I'm a very, what you see is what you get kind of person. Like what I say to your face is what I'm saying behind, you know, behind closed doors. Like even those like roasts I did of Sean and stuff like that. I had told Sean to his face all those roasts. I didn't, I'd done the same stuff. The butt chin thing. Yeah. Yeah. The butt chin. I, I actually, it might've gone a little bit worse. Cause I was like, I brought some clothes paper out. I was like, here you go, bro. And it was like kind of funny. But, uh, uh, <laughs> they might've cut that part. As long as he was down to make fun of himself. Plus... Usually a chin dimple is a nice thing on a man. No, it is. It, he's a good, like the thing was, is he's a good looking dude. You know what I mean? It was like, and, and I said that, I was like, bro, you're, you're uncomfortably good looking, bro. Like, I wish I looked like you, you know, but um, it was just like, again, we were roasting each other. Like, you know, when you're, when you're alone and you're like joking around and you do it like, you know, everyone's joking, but it was just like, it was kind of like crazy to only see my jokes being said. I was like, ah, oh, this is not a good look, you know? <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. 
There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide. So you'll know exactly what to take and when no waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy it's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. <laughs> Do you think that maybe you were a little bit more um, villainized because there wasn't truly somebody who was really creating chaos? Um, see, yeah, I think the villain of the season didn't necessarily... I, I actually think the villain of the season did create chaos. I mean, I'm not going to say who I think the villain somebody is Somebody to come? Yet, I, think, I think that the true villain of, like, in my opinion of who I thought the villain of the season was, I mean, I think he's shown himself already, and I think he's been a root of some of the drama. 
but <laughs> I think uh, I think people will be able to see a little bit more later on. I wonder who that could be. If that is Aaron B, do you um how do you pers- how do you see your maybe stint in paradise cuz I'm going to heavily presume that you're going to paradise with him to be if he were to go to paradise as well and not make it to the end of this thing with charity. I mean, I'm not really the type of person to hold any grudges, you know what I mean? Like I like I don't have any bad blood. I was ready to fight him when I was leaving. Um and like everyone's like, oh, violence isn't the option. Violence isn't the answer. I'm like, no, sometimes I feel like it is. You know, I was really like, I tried to walk away from that situation. And like, he had followed me to the car and he had like, like literally like my back was against the wall kind of situation. I'm like, okay, dude, like this is enough. Like this is where I'm going to fight you. And so like, I, I definitely, at that point I was definitely, but I have no, no bad blood. I have no, no bad wishes for him. I wish him the best with everything, but uh, I just, we just didn't see eye to eye. Um, I just felt like he was kind of being, you know, again, I just didn't agree with the way he went about a lot of things in the show. But first it started out with, what's his name? Who like really had a vendetta for you early on? Um, oh, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. So how did it move over to Aaron? <laughs> uh, I think it was just, I don't know. I I think it was funny because like, I forget who said it, but someone came up to me and they're like, uh, they're like, Adrian took a shot and he missed. And I'm like, okay, bro. And I'm like, and then I guess he just realized that he wasn't going to, like, I don't know, take me down, I guess, or anything. And so someone else wanted to take another shot. And then all of a sudden, all 10 guys were taking shots at me. And I'm like, dang, here we go. Like, I'm fighting one on 10. <laughs> so you end up interrupting John during his one-on-one time with Charity to basically say, I'm sorry to Charity about just how everything went down. You weren't asking to come back. Or were you secretly trying to ask to come back and we didn't really gather that? No, I I wasn't really asking to come back. And like also like I mean, I know I know he's saying I was interrupting him. Um, but well, I don't know if you guys saw, but I was I was standing there for like a cool five to ten minutes watching their whole conversation. Like it was very uncomfortable. Like I mean, I watched them talk about like the family, their interests, all that stuff, and then all of a sudden saw him making out in front of me and I'm like, dude, like I didn't, I, I didn't interrupt your conversation. I let you finish. I let you finish to the point where you guys were wiping the makeup off your face and you're about to go back to the guys. Like that was terrible. Like, you know how it's just like, I, I talked about it a little bit. It's crappy to watch the person you like kiss someone else. Like, you know what I mean? And I understood that I was leaving at that point. I had nothing to really say. Like, I just wanted to apologize and I didn't want to interrupt the connection. She seemed to be forming with John. So I literally sat there and just like took it on the chin. I felt like and just watched it. And I was like, oh, this sucks so bad. I don't feel like I interrupted him. Again, it may look like I did. He may feel I did. I'm sorry if he feels I interrupted, but I tried to win him. I couldn't. Well, I'm also sure it wasn't your choice as to when you were to come and give your apologies. <laughs> so. No uh, comments on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is true. You did, if, if you did stand back for so long, we did see a little snippet of you waiting there in the wings. And Ben and I, are, well, we, we both agreed, but like argued for your sake that like they were just in the middle of making out and the making out portion especially on the show always wraps up the conversation they weren't going to be saying anything more yeah but i mean again everyone i I think it was just like i think everyone saw me as the villain so everyone's kind of hopping on that trend and just like again trying to you know validate themselves a little bit more by you know saying oh yeah he's such a bad guy so Mm -hmm. i don't know they got to do what they got to do i guess (laughs) Out of all the comments that you've seen from social media, the media, about you being on the show, what has hurt you or shocked you the most? Um, 
nothing's really like nothing's really hurt me too much um the worst comment that i got so far on social media had to be someone that said that they had cancer in 2017 and seeing me on tv was worse what in the f (laughs) yeah that is just the strangest thing ever okay well i'm glad that you are handling it like a champ and it sounds like you're in the spirits of possibly <laughs> being able to go to bachelor in paradise which has already filmed is wild the cast has been back for quite some time now if you do go to paradise which i know you cannot confirm or deny at this point are there any girls in the community that you know that you'd be interested in um honestly i would have to go back and watch Zach's season because i have not like i i mean i don't really know too many of the girls at all but i know a lot of them get pulled from Zach's season and so uh if i go to paradise i'll definitely have to watch and see possibly who i could uh talk to because i hadn't really watched it all of Zach's season entirely i watched the hometowns to see who charity was and get to know more about her and then uh, i watched her one-on-one date with uh back where she did the piggyback ride and that stuff but i only watched her episodes before i came on the show so uh i don't i don't really i don't really know too much about the other girls but i'm gonna go and do my homework um (laughs) and 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 hopefully and hopefully watch a couple more episodes of paradise to try to understand what the concept is because you know we know i already came into one up one one show not understanding what was going on i don't want to do that in another Paradise is a lot less serious about the engagement at the end, especially as seasons go on and they see that there's a high success rate, myself included, when they let people have their time post-show to get engaged in more of a, quote, normal person timeline. What will you change behaviorally if you go to Paradise or will you stay true to the Brayden that we saw on charity season? Um... I don't know. I would, <laughs> I would like to try to change some things. Maybe if I do go on, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't really think I'm going to change too much. I'm going to try to be nicer. Um, I'm going to be try to be more considerate and not roast too often. Um, but it's like it's hard because it's like joking around with people's fun. You know, maybe they might just not throw all my jokes in there. That'd be kind of nice. Um, <laughs> but I think I'd be. I think I'd worry more about like you know interacting with others maybe um i don't know i guess i don't know i don't know. i i'd have to have to hit the hit the playbook or drawing board on that one i don't know <laughs> all right well i hope that you and aaron b if you both do go have um different tastes in women <laughs> because a love triangle between you guys would hurt and yeah. as you said could end um in a fight a physical fight Anyway, let's move on to. I should have said that. I should have no, said it's that. Fine. We've we've seen it can get real hot in paradise in many ways. You mentioned at the top of our show that you still sort of have like these lingering feelings and doubts as far as you as far as you leaving charity as early as you did. So. Can we elaborate on this? Like, do you think about her often? Do you really wonder what if? And if she were to not end up like, let's just say, I don't know for any, I don't know for certain that she ends up with anybody. But if she does, let's just say down the road, they don't make it. Is that like somebody you're going to think like, oh, I should reach out to them? Yeah, I mean, um, so one thing that like one of the reasons why I also came back and apologized, um, I don't think it made the cut of the show, but like one thing that happened was when I was leaving, and I gave her a hug before I got in the, in the limo or the suburban the first time, and I was just like, hey, like you know, 
I know that I couldn't handle it here, but if, if I wish you the best in this, but if it doesn't work out, I'm not there, you know, maybe connect again and see if something could happen on the outside. And, and I really did mean that. Like me and her had, at least mm-hmm. for me, I mean, again, I, I felt like we had chemistry. Um, I had so much fun every time I was hanging out with her. Um, I think she was, like, she was a good woman. Uh, I really enjoyed my time that I got to spend with her. It was just, again, like, I got so caught up. And that's the, the part The part that I'm disappointed in is I got so caught up. And it's like, I got caught up in the drama with the other guys. And it's like, mm-hmm. instead of just, like, ignoring them or, like, not interacting with them, is what, which I, what I should have done, you know, is just kind of focus on just talking to her and not, like, really engaging with them. Um, I let them get in my head or not. Yeah, I let them get in my head. And it mm-hmm. kind of like is what ended up leading to me, what I feel like ended up leading to me just like leaving the experience. Because it's like, I liked her. I just was like, I just, I couldn't get over. Like, I, I guess like seeing some of the guys that she was picking too, it just frustrated me because I'm like, how can you pick this guy? Like, like this guy is like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like you have, I, I think Aaron said it about me. And I, I mean, I felt the same about Aaron. This guy should not be here. You know what I mean? And, and when you see someone here there that you don't feel like should be there, it's just like so frustrating. Like, how can you like that guy and me at the same time? You know what I mean? Everybody who's done the show, we've all felt that way at one point or another. Do you regret kissing and telling so much, especially up front that first night? So that first night, I mean, I don't I can't give away too much, but like uh everyone saw me kiss her. Like the thing was like, so I know that, I know that it, it looks like I was going around telling everyone, yeah, I kissed her and stuff. And I did, like, I was really excited about kissing her. But a lot of people were like, I saw your kiss. How was it? And I was like, oh, it was really good. You know, like mm. and for me, like if like I knew they saw me kiss her, like she knew they saw me kiss her. And it was like, again, like they were people came up to me and were asking me like, oh, I saw your kiss. How was it? Or like, mm. you know, and even in one of the clips, you hear Caleb say, he's like, oh, I heard you got a snooch. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it was awesome. You know, it's like, oh. I don't know, like if. Like if people ask me, I guess maybe that's, maybe I won't do that in the future. If people ask me if I kiss someone, I'll just say, no, I didn't kiss. But like, I don't know. Then I, then I feel like that could have been spun around another way too. Like, oh, he's denying that he kissed you, but everyone saw him kiss you. Is he ashamed of saying he kissed you? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, it was a lose, lose. Like people were going to like, people were going to be upset anyways, because they saw me kiss her. And it was like, they were upset that I kissed her, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I see that. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these 
clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide. So you'll know exactly what to take and when no waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy it's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. <laughs> So I think that if you find the love of your life on this show, which I did, and I felt it at first sight. Now, I love at first sight. I don't think that all marriages, like long-term marriages, have to be like a love at first sight situation. I believe that like love can definitely grow if that's how it was for my husband. But I do think that like, in my case, seeing him even as hard as it would be if he were the lead and I had to watch other people date him and go through that whole process, I would sacrifice that and like go through all that pain in order to be with him at the end. So that makes me feel like you just ultimately didn't think that charity was your person. And I think that's, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair perspective. I mean, I, I could see how, you know, people could say like, you know, love, 
like love endures all you know what i mean it's like i know yeah. that's a that's a that is a i think that's a verse but in the bible i'm not sure but i think love endures is like uh is, is definitely something and i don't know it was just i i guess maybe yeah and that's okay obviously maybe like i could handle seeing it i don't know it's just like, yeah, I've been, like if it was a different girl like maybe you could have handled it longer honestly i think it was it was also just really close to home um with some previous stuff that i had experienced in a past relationship as far as like having someone that i love you know like knowing that she was with other people you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. And I thought like coming into it, like I'd gone to counseling and I'd gone and talked to someone and like, you know, really tried to handle a lot of like, you know, the trauma of like, you know, having someone cheat on you and things like that. And I thought I had dealt with it. But when I got in this situation and I'm seeing someone say that they have this connection with me and kissing other people at the same time, I know mm-hmm. it's not the same because, you know, again, we signed up for the show. We all came in with the understanding that that's what was going to happen. But when I saw it, I reacted in a different way than what I thought I was going to react to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, I, I truly thought that I had dealt with all that stuff in the, that I'd already dealt with. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, but I realized that I hadn't dealt with it and I wasn't okay with it. And I couldn't get myself to be okay with it. Like, it just, it kept making me, it brought up a lot of old feelings and a, a lot of old emotions of feeling like, you know, unimportant and insignificant and stuff like that. And so I think that's a lot of why you see me react the way I do. And it's not an excuse. Like, again, like, I, I knew it like I knew she was gonna be kissing other people. I should have came in and like been fine with it. But again, like you can think you're gonna react in a, like one way, yeah. but when you're in the situation and you're experiencing it, you're acting a whole different. So um, I don't know. I don't want to necessarily say that it wasn't that I didn't have feelings for charity because I did. But you know, maybe maybe I will meet that one person someday that could do something like that. And I'd be I mean I'd be okay with it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know. I totally understand being on the show. I definitely reacted in situations a lot crazier than I would think I would before getting into it. Right. Um, all right. So I'm thinking, though, that those experiences that you did have going, you know, previous, did they possibly play a role of the way you responded when she had the onstage kiss competition with Joey? Because after that, you pulled her aside and said, like, I didn't like the way that you went with that. If you had been the bachelor in that moment and you were given that staged moment, a real produced moment, a game show, how would you have responded? Um, it wasn't that she kissed Joey for five minutes. Like I like that wasn't where my issue was. Yeah, you know I know. I mean? Like it was doing it like on stage in front of all the guys. Yeah, it was the guys having to sit front and center. And I mean, I I mean, I know we can all say how we would react or what we would do in that situation. I would like to think that if I was in that situation, I would have told the producers to like you know have the guys go first and leave and like let it be a private moment between me and the person um but i mean again like i like, i do want to address one thing on that like a lot of people yeah. said that i called her classless um i never said she was classless mm-hmm. um i said that i felt like the i felt like the situation was like the event itself was kind of disrespectful to those guys that were there you know what i mean like I don't think that her kissing someone for five minutes is classless at all. Like that's what you like when you're meeting someone, you're getting to know people. That's not what I had the issue with. It was like, I guess like I was just like, did she know that those guys were front and center? And like one thing that didn't make the cut or didn't really show like in, in it is like when we had our conversation too, it was like, she didn't know that the guys were going to be forced to stand front and center. Like she didn't know that. Like it ended up being something that happened, 
you know what I mean? And so she had to deal with like whatever happened after that. But she didn't intentionally say like, no, that the guys were going to sit front and center and want to put them through that. And so when we talked about that and she told me that, like, that's why I apologize. I was like, you know, I'm sorry. Cause I quite, the fact that I even thought that you would know it, the fact that I even thought that you'd be like, you know, that you would, you know, that it wouldn't be, I don't know. Like I, I was just apologizing because I was wrong for questioning her character in that moment, you know, but like, again, it did bring up those past feelings of past relationship. But like I had someone that, you know, that, had done something like that to me and I felt like they ne- they didn't even care that they did you know what I mean did what they did to me you know what I'm saying like if that like, again yeah. it's different but it's like similar there's there's similarities between them I guess no we've really appreciated getting like a lot of context from you I think that people are gonna leave this interview being um hopeful that you'll be on paradise <laughs> <laughs> let's let's wrap this up with a few fun questions where do you get your earrings from <laughs> do you collect them I do collect them. I'm not wearing any right now. I'm at I know. work. So I work in I work in psych, and so if I'm wearing my danglies, they I can have a patient like tear them out. You know what I mean? But um, I uh, I typically go to farmers markets. Uh, some of the ones you guys saw me wear, I actually bought in Skamania. There was like a there was a like little gift shop, and um, it was like a handcrafted one by someone that lives out there. And so I bought a couple pairs out there from there, um, and then back home at farmers markets and stuff like that. But I have like over thirty years. So you guys will see more if I ever come on anything else. And Paradise would be a place to wear tropical earrings. I always bring the tropical looking jewelry there. Let's just say I have a jewelry board that if I (laughs) went somewhere, I would wear. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. So you are a traveling psychiatric nurse. Do you, how do you, okay, I don't understand the traveling nurse. Like why choose to be a traveling nurse over a nurse that has more of a base? Um, so one, I've been also wanting to go back to school. I want to eventually go get my NP. Um, and so I've been liking the fact that like, I'm able to bounce around from contract to contract and kind of have my schedule change rather than be stuck in like one specific schedule. Um, the pay is a lot better. Um, you get paid for traveling nurse. Yeah. Uh, so you get paid travel nurse paying is, is really like really nice. And then also like, I like to kind of like mix up what I'm doing from time to time. Like, I don't want to be like, Sometimes, I mean, I do like psych, but a lot of times, like, you can get burnt out on stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I've done hospice before, and I did hospice oh, for a while. And It's got to be the most emotionally draining. Yeah, it was one of the toughest jobs I had. Um, and I, it honestly gave me, like, one of the greatest appreciations for life. And, like, honestly, it's the reason why I kind of, like, am a bit of the way I am. Because it's, like, I'm so, like, every experience I'm enjoying to the max. Because I know that a lot of people don't get to enjoy all these experiences. But, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I like, to, I like to bounce around so I don't get burnt out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think that a lot of nurses, like, because the jobs are so difficult, it's like you get burnt out. So, uh, yeah. So then do you, you, how often are you in a different city? Isn't it like as little as three months? So it could be like a really good job for a single person, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I was in Santa Barbara previously, um, and I was there, I mean, they can all, you can get extensions on different contracts, but like I was there for about a year. Um, I'm now coming up on about a year mark in San Diego. Um, I don't know if I'm going to bounce around somewhere else. I was thinking about potentially getting my license like, extended to another state. It's been moving to another state. Um, I just love the beach too much. I love surfing so much. And I'm, uh, I've had quite a bit of friends that I've made out here in San Diego that I love spending time with. So it'd be hard to do. So maybe I might look at a more permanent job in the short future. <laughs> uh, well, how did you get into nursing? What interests you about it? Um, originally the goal, I wanted to go to med school. Um, uh, that was originally the goal. So I joined the army out of high school. Um, they had, a uh, an MOS, like 68 Charlie, which is a nurse, uh, or licensed practical nursing specialist. 
Um, I went in, uh, did all that, got my nursing license. And then um, after a few years, I ended up coming back. I went to, I transferred to the reserves after that. And then I was just going to school. And then I graduated last year from UC Santa Barbara. And I got my bachelor's plan was to go to med school. Um, but now I'm kind of rethinking that and thinking that, you know, NP is more than the bottom. What's NP stand for? Uh, nurse practitioner. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, Brayden, you're super interesting. Um, and I would love to know more about just, just one more thing about your career. Has anybody in like the hospital, you work at the out of a hospital or an office? I work at a hospital. Has anybody recognized you when you go to a patient <laughs> since the um, show? <laughs> no, none of my patients really recognize me. I think uh, I'm very different when I'm working than I am when I'm out and about. Like I, I mean, I still have fun and I still have fun with my patients and stuff like that. But as far as like, uh, as far as the wildness that I, I feel like I have in the, like my non-work life, I don't have that necessarily in the work life. I like to be professional. I like to, you know, make sure that people are feeling comfortable and they're making feel like they're being taken care of. So I don't think they really recognize me. Also, I'm in like incognito mode right now. I've been growing the facial hair out, you know letting the hair dangle so no <laughs> earrings in you know <laughs> yeah if you did have like feather earrings on it would be a giveaway you probably get recognized more the only time i've ever been recognized is when people like see me from behind they're like wait is that Braden?" i'm like coming my earrings out because they see the dangles from behind <laughs> all right well Braden, ben and i always say that it's hard not to like someone when you get to know them and i feel like that has definitely occurred here with a lot of bachelor nations fans out there listening so thank you so much for sharing your story, opening your heart, especially there at the end. And um, maybe we'll see you more very soon on our TVs. And you'll come back if there's more to chat about there. All right, sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Brennan. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good.
What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.